0: day. Good
1: day. And welcome to another Forge Side Chat a podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing and everything in between with a heavy focus on talent in the great white north.
0: We're talking about the land that gets super, super cold. For hey, instance, yeah, yeah. Eureka, minus 19 degrees Celsius, that's minus two degree Fahrenheit average. Year round, dude. Damn cold. Last night, it dropped to minus 42 or 45 degrees Celsius. Ice cold. Ice cold. I want to get in the shop where it's nice and hot. Eh, Lots of people are complaining that they're all frozen up, eh? Yeah, man.
1: No kidding. Mm. I've been seeing a lot of people complaining about the cold and not being able to be in their shop because their shop's not insulated. Or some people are even working outside, man. I'll tell you what. That's uh, that's dicey, man. Working outside in minus forty five. Oh damn! I thought about it. I uh, honestly, I considered the idea, setting up the coal forge outside just to be a nut job and being like, "Yep, it's minus forty five. I'm outside. I'm blacksmithing. I'm a Canadian." <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. I did it, but I'm it- sick right now a little bit. So
0: yeah, yeah. not not gonna do that. That might be no. Done. No. How are you no, doing no. right now? I'm doing good. You know, my shop is heated. I think it's like 13 degrees Celsius in there. That's nice. During the day, yeah. Yeah, so when I put my air scrubber on, it blows the heat from the ceiling down as well, and that really warms it up quite well. So I yeah, turn it on, and it's it's awesome. It's you awesome. just uh, kind of... Played around with that air scraper a little bit, changed up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I totally did. I ripped it off the ceiling. It's it's one I built. It's on YouTube actually. The build. Don't follow the build though. Someone, I think his name is Ryan. He messaged me just about a month ago, and he told me that, hey man, you built that thing backwards. You're pushing air through the filter as opposed to drawing air. And he said oh, you might eventually like blow out one of your your motor because you're I don't know. I don't know the reason. Maybe because you're pushing like dirty air through the filter or through the motor.
1: That's exactly what it is, man. Okay. Um, So like the fan that you're running is like a furnace filter or a furnace fan, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: So there's there's two different types of furnace fans that you can get. One, it has the motor mounted in. Kind of like internally on the fan, right? Right. Where it's like inside the cage part of the of the blower. Yeah. Um. Whereas there's a second style where you can get where the motors um mounted externally and the blower is ran via a belt system.
0: Okay. Now, if you Mine's have internal, yeah,
1: if you Mine's have the internal. external motor, you don't really have to worry about the motor being contaminated as much right it's the same thing as your your uh, belt sander think about your belt sander with the motor Mm -hmm. you got the motor right by your belt sander all that grinding dust if your motor is not fully encased that grinding dust is going into your motor right yeah 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 same thing on your on your blower fan there that you built yourself if you got the dust sucking in through the the fan itself versus through the
0: filter right so so now you got it so the other way around my motor it's stuck into the filter cleaning the air itself for you. yeah my I my did. motor cooked itself yeah oh, so i ended up switching it out that's probably uh, it's probably like a couple of weeks after the guy messaged me he's like yo you're doing it wrong and i'm like oh yeah you're, you're probably right because i did blow a motor <laughs> <laughs> so swapped it out and uh and now during the holidays, I had the two weeks where I was like, I'm going to do all these creative things and fun things in the shop. And I did nothing of <laughs> <in> the sort. <laughs> all I did was rebuild that thing and organize my shop. Um, but then I had to mount it back up on the ceiling. And my kids loved helping me do, to do that. <laughs> They're like, dad's trying to kill us. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not trying to kill you. Just stand there and lift it up so I can screw it to the ceiling. Yeah, nice. But if you are just listening in, obviously, you've noticed that this is the Two Hosers episode. We don't have any guests this week. We thought after having a 12 guests last week and then nursing our hangovers after that, that doing a solo show might be nice. Just get a little bit uh, deeper into what we're thinking and what we're doing well, how so many people gonna, have, have any, has
1: anyone it. reached out to you and been like, you know, I'm interested to know what you guys do. Like you keep on talking to all these guests, but what do you guys do? No. Oh. <laughs> people oh. don't reach
0: out to me that often. Oh, I got uh, a couple of reach arounds, man. It was nice. Oh, nice. Good for you. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I get the odd message, like Brian House sent me something this week, just sent me a little message saying that he was enjoying the show, that he, uh, he likes what we're doing. I I get those little messages. I, yeah. I guess I publish quite a bit of what I'm doing as well. So they're...
1: maybe that's part of it. Is like I'm still kind of a little bit new to the social media scene compared to you. Like you've got your YouTube channel going on, your Instagram. Yeah. You've been posting to like solidly for a while. I've kind of taken and- a break in the last year. And work like
0: with the well, you have for sure taken a break because you're you've been you've moved. You weren't working in the shop. So what do you what do you publish? Like, I'm I'm documenting what I'm doing. Like, I'll I'll post to my Instagram stories the stuff that's just happening, what's going on, and that's that's a lot if you're in the shop at oh yeah like a full time amount of hours. So. If you're not, it's it's definitely difficult to. Well, somebody publish. mentioned
1: in one of our previous episodes about how uh, Liam Hoffman did hit did his um, social media when he first got off the ground. Is he was yeah, posting yeah. every he would take a break every two hours and post what he was working on, and it's like right. when you're actually working on something all day long, you have that option when you That's, haven't been in the shop for four months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, what do you? post pictures of your buddies and you on a bike ride and stuff right <laughs> <laughs> no shop yeah, yeah i mean i ha- i had the sh- the shop kind of where i was dinking around a little bit with the welder mm-hmm. but yeah,
2: yeah life was you know, just a
0: mess man and and like going back to a few episodes back you had asked who would i who would i hang out with in the shop and i said uh, uh what the heck's his name social media guy Man, drawing a blank. Hmm. Uh, buh,
1: buh, 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 buh. Oh, yeah. Freaking crazy nut job that's yes. from New York that uh, does all yes. the pew, yes. pew, 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 pew. I'm a businessman. I'm going to own the New York Jets one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah, I can't remember his name Ooh. either right now. Dropping off the tip oh, of my tongue. But anyways.
0: I'm going to find it because I oh, okay. want to say it. Um, Let's just cut this out. There you go. Uh, he always pops up on my... At their, at their Instagram account. His face is right. I see his face, but his name's yeah. not there. Gary Vaynerchuk. There you go. I found it. Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. Gary V. Yeah. And I kind of follow his motto of like, just publish anything because you don't know what other people are going to think. Yeah. Because sure. you're judging an image, you're judging a message, you're judging a video, whatever, and, and your one opinion, and and your opinion is obviously very important, but as, at a certain point, you have to just like, you know, I'm just going to put it out there, and if it clicks, it clicks, and if not, it doesn't, and the the, the metrics or the algorithm will take care of that post that's not, that's not clicking with people, and it, it gets buried, but yeah. if it does click, then awesome. So if you I put 100 was- posts out versus five posts, well, you've got way bigger chance of something clicking.
1: Definitely. That's exactly how the algorithm with the, the whole Instagram works. Um, I think it was Jeff Fader that had mentioned something before on Knife Talk where he was saying that if you open up someone's Instagram and you kind of like look at everything they've posted, for the most part, you can see styles within makers just yeah. from their full Instagram portfolio. Whereas if you follow the Gary Vee model, you can open up someone's Instagram and just it just looks like a freaking collage of like mismatch everything. And I think that's what my Instagram looks like because of the lack of shop space and whatnot for the last little bit of time. I've been posting a lot of just like whatever I can post, man, because yeah. that that's the whole idea. If you're posting 100 posts versus not, mm-hmm. Well, hey, you're doing something. Something's gonna get seen. It's it's you're boosting yourself, man. It's all you can do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it's it's tough to get that mindset. The mindset and the freaking time. It's the time. Oh. Like I, I edited a video this morning. I filmed it yesterday, edit it today. There's like f- for sure over an hour sucked into it. But I, I do like editing and I do like doing that kind of stuff. Although sometimes you just toss it in there and like TikTok or whatever and it's it's way faster. It depends how you're filming it. I'm I film like a project that takes an hour and a half and then I slice it down so it's like a minute or two. So it's like
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. That's timely. I used to edit a lot of snowboarding videos back in the day and oh man, the time that could get put into that was relentless yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) definitely we're 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 speaking a lot about time and we've thrown out a lot of names already here i think maybe we should just jump into this segment like like right now dude let's do it all right i mean i usually don't do this but right now let's do it buddy i'm gonna give let's give everybody 10 minutes of love Oh, you know, what? you normally don't get that from me, but oh, uh, oh, ten minutes, oh, baby, <laughs> <laughs> ten whole minutes. Oh, it might not be ten minutes, but seriously, man, there's so many people we want to give some love to. Who Who are some of the people that you want to shout out, man? You You spoke about Brian House already. You yeah, spoke about Gary V. Yep. Who um, else?
0: I've got a few other names here that I jotted down this past week or maybe it was over the holidays i was just scrolling my facebook and dustin smalls mm. small bar smithy on instagram oh man he made a, such a beautiful hammer <laughs> i messaged him I'm like i'm done man that's a freaking masterworks dude it is gorgeous it is perfection he's like yeah no it's not oh you're being like too generous. I'm like, so nice, so gorgeous. So it looks like uh it looks like it's gotta be three to four pounds and rot in the core mm-hmm. and a rounding face and a flat face, and uh <laughs> Dustin kind of
1: um Damn. he he started a new thing with with that, where he puts the wrought iron in the core and does yeah. the 1045, f- I know he's not the only one doing it, but he started a new thing with it, calling it "Hipster Damascus." Hipster Damascus, such a wicked, awesome tag to that, like that idea. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well done, sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, another person that kind of popped up on my feed this week was Jason Leclaire, Leclaire Knives. He's out of Alberta, I believe and he was posting some of his folding knives and they are exceptional again same kind of deal where i was like what the hell <laughs> how is this so nice and uh just just kind of blows my mind how skillful these people are i, I i'll get there one day i'll get there one day jason's uh he's not a well known
1: name i don't think from what i've i've seen I've talked to him in the past. Man, I'm sorry. I just had a crazy coughing fit. I had to mute it there. I'm dying right now. Holy crap. Yeah, no, Jason and I have, have spoken in the past before. What an awesome maker, dude. we got to yeah. get him on. We we have got to get him on the show one of these days. Look forward yep. to hearing from him in the
0: near future. Hopefully. Definitely. Definitely. I know, he, I know he's down. And, and, like, it's such a – like, I've made one complete folder and one that I just kind of piece together just quickly to see if I like the design. There's so many like the precision required is is super high. Super high so that everything is nice and tight and folds nicely and tucks away. Just there's it yeah. I need to pick that guy's brain. Or any any person that makes folders on the regular, but Jason LeClaire makes some sweet, sweet stuff. For sure. He's yeah. Canadian out of Alberta, so. Yeah, yeah. Got to give love to that for sure, man. So, a few more minutes of love, man.
1: You don't got anybody else? That's it? That's where you're Well, we,
0: we didn't jump into YouTube or anything, but we could do that in a. Okay. Uh, oh. Well, uh, um, while we're kind
1: of thinking about the YouTube, I'll throw out a uh, shout out to somebody that's been kind of reaching out to me a bit lately, uh, a name. Uh, a guy by the name of Danny Cassell. He runs Cassell Customs, I believe, is the name of the of, the, of his Instagram, Cassell Custom. Give him cool. a follow. He's uh, a fairly new maker. He's out of Nova Scotia. He's doing all of it, man. He's doing the the knives. He's doing the art. He's it. He's into it deep, man. I think he found his his found he found his passion, you could say. So, and he's a cool dude, man. Me and him have been message. Messaging. How do you spell that, Cassell? No, it's with a C. C A S S -S E L L. C U S T O M. That's Cassell Custom. Found it. Danny. Danny Cassell. (laughs) And I, I think. Part of the reason me and him are kind of chatting back and forth a little bit is because he happens to be a bit of a, a snowboarding fiend as well. So, nice. and we're both at that point in life now, where we're we're dads, and our kids are kind of getting into it and stuff. So, nice. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him some more, and maybe one day we'll get him on the show too. A couple of the other guys have been uh, chatting with um, Carolyn, uh, Joannette she's also canadian making all sorts of really cool uh wooden artwork and metal artwork she's just she's a maker at heart okay making really nice stuff a lot of spoons on her instagram if you check out her instagram at uh oh how do you it's kawo Joannette. so it's c a w o j o a n n e t yeah.
0: t e just write C A W O and it'll, it'll find <laughs> it yeah. popped up right away. Sweet. Nice. Just a girl yeah. who likes to build stuff and learn new skills. Fun.
1: And uh, somebody to look forward to, I believe next week, actually. This is somebody that I'm really, really stoked to talk to Maggie Slater. She's also another Canadian uh, artist okay. that you can find under the Instagram. Uh, Portfolio of Industrial.Growth. Another amazing maker, making beautiful projects. Really, be really sweet, looking forward to speaking to her next week. And you know what? Uh, those are all I'm Canadians. following her already.
0: I'm following her.
1: of boy. of boy. There's somebody I want to give a shout out to that I don't normally reach down into the lower 48 too often. I've got controversy there, so I try to stick stay away from it. But uh, somebody... Somebody that I'm really, really impressed by is a portfolio by the name of Metal Awk Customs. Okay. This guy's in the realm of making um, brass knuckles and stuff like that, which, you know, controversy there, right? But the artwork that he puts into this stuff is just, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's that good. Metal Awk AWK? I believe it's o c k here O-C-K. metal dot o c k dot I'll take a look at that i mean there's so many makers i want to give a shout out to all these guys that are making the wood burl and stuff too but it's just like man like where where do i where do I start on all of this stuff there's so many guys making some wicked awesome stuff out of out of Canada dude man like seriously. We could go on for an hour on it it really if we wanted to, but
0: you got anybody else? Oh dude, I'd have to sit there and, and dig a little bit. There like you said, there's so many well, we were so speaking. many makers. All all the people that we've had on the show too, like I've I've gone and said them. I've listed them off several times there, but it's it's super impressive. We were saying Love it. we were gonna Love do it. some YouTube Love channels. It. Oh yeah, sure. What are some um, YouTube channels you follow? I follow other than like my random stuff, which is kind of like VFX artists react. Um, I like hot ones; those are fun, and uh, I like watching kind of like movie-related film things. I have been following Jason Knight on on YouTube. I enjoy oh, yeah. his channel. Not uh, not super duper great. Uh, Why am I saying that? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like it's a fun watch sometimes.
1: Uh, well, if you want the real Jason Knight experience, you got to go and buy his online course. That's, yeah, that's where the real Jason
0: Knight experience is at. And I have. I took the first course. Okay. Yeah, I paid for that uh I guess a couple of years ago and I finished it just like this last fall. I it, I did the first couple of videos and I was like, oh shit, those are good tips. Put that in the bag and I I just I couldn't find it after. I was like, where is this digging my email and finally got it and all right, sit down and do this. Um I I like working and figuring stuff out on my own, but yeah. you like it's, to fingers finger stuff by yourself, hey? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> nice, nice. But sometimes you need help. You need uh, you need to stop, listen, and look and see what what's up. So I did get some good bits from from the course. Um, who else was I going to mention? Black Bear Forge, obviously. That's another like, good lots place. Of, lots of good stuff there. You I usually kind of like stumble across it when I'm actually looking for something like specific. And I like Thack Ironworks. Oh um, yeah. I just made a couple little skulls to, uh, to be the stoppers at the end of my reins on a pair of tongs. And that's exactly where I learned how to do those skulls. was like, well, one, trying by myself and <laughs> failing terribly. <laughs> how do I make skulls? And they looked, they did not look like skulls. And then YouTubing it, finding Thack Ironworks, his tutorial on skulls, following it, Making my little tools, all the punches to do them, and now, now, now they're simple. Now they're quick and easy.
1: That's one of our Canadian buddies too, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah, I think he's out of Ottawa area, if I'm not mistaken, eh? Something like that. Yeah. Let's let's just clarify that for the listeners too. We're saying Thak. That's T H A K, not that because that you could easily make that mistake. That works. That works. Yeah, we're not talking about those guys. That's a by all means. Um, Axe and Iron podcast with Chris Cash and uh, what's the other hoser that they've got on their show? The crazy uh, motherfucker head. I don't know, man. Yeah, but they got those two guys. They're, uh, well, Chris, Chris Cash is the guy from That Works. He's working with Ilya, right? Uh, they run the shop oh, together. Okay. Yeah, so ah. that's another wicked awesome channel to check out too, but they're not Canadian, so I, I don't give them as much love. oh come on give him love give him love if you you cannot not love Ilya and what he does man and (laughs) and chris cash too man both of those guys so yeah man i'm um don't forget uh what's his name torbrin out of sweden right okay you can't forget that guy's youtube channel when it comes to putting out awesome youtube content
0: that helps us blacksmiths figure our projects out Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's a guy on YouTube that I like watching. He makes, he restores axes and makes axes. Um, Don Nguyen as well. Oh, Don Nguyen Knives yeah. is on YouTube. Uh, actually, he just popped, one just popped up in my feed just now. And uh, I'm putting it as a tab so I can watch it later. Um, damn, I can't find the guy. I'll find it. I'll find it.
1: Um Another YouTube channel that um, actually, it came up recently on Work For Podcast. is Christ Centered Ironworks. Okay. Like, dude, you you cannot even come close to touching what that guy does in the YouTube community. I believe, I could be mistaken, but every Friday he does a live stream. And you are like, give away heaven when it comes to his live streams, dude giving away anvils, tongs. Oh really? All it's like packages, man. He's he's got it down, dude. He's got his YouTube channel down to his live feeds will have like thousands of people watching it, dude. Wow, he's, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's definitely okay, been I, I one know. of the beginners in the game too, so.
0: You good, found him? Good. No. I thought it was Peter McKinnon, but he does more like he's a Canadian. He does more like Video type stuff and like camera reviews, lots of video related stuff, which I enjoy. Um, dies in every film. He's oh, not Canadian, he, but he's cool. I like his, uh, he, he's just uh, interesting. Hey,
1: hey, uh, have you the ever axe heard? Guy.
0: Yeah, have you ever
1: heard of Dakota Wilson or Baker Forge and Tool? The names ring a bell. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what their connection, the connection is between the two of them. Baker Forge and Tool. Um, yeah. The, Baker Forge and Tool is the guy that does it. That's Koi Baker. He is, well, claims to be the original Copper creators of Bronze oh, really? Mai, Copper Mai, Mokumai. Um, hmm. If you check out his channel, dude, the knives, everything is like, Copper or cumai or whatever. It's just right. insane stuff. And the, the other channel that I brought up before that, Dakota Wilson Knives or Instagram uh, Portfolio, sorry. Mm-hmm. He's he's using a lot of those copper steels in his knives and he's putting out some really cool stuff. And I'm not a knife guy, dude. And I see these things and I'm just like, holy fuck, yeah! He's so horny.
0: <laughs> Alright, I got two, uh, two YouTubes here. Timothy Dick. I like it. He, all he yeah. does is axe work. And it's... I, he he talks a little bit and he works a little bit and he talks a little bit and it's I find oh, it interesting. He does way more than axe work, dude, man. Well, does- his YouTube channel is mostly recently axe
1: it is. has been. Recently it has been. In okay, past, in past years he's he makes all sorts of stuff. He did fusion welding on his lathe. Okay. Nice. Yeah, man. He has a video of that. It's fucking so cool. Spitting yeah. something to such a high speed that you can yeah.
0: weld to it. Yeah. Using just fuse like the friction fusion is so cool. So neat. And and we forgot maybe one of the biggest Canadian YouTubers, man. Jeremy Gertz. Ah, simple Little Life. Can't forget him, man. No kidding. No kidding. And he p- uh he put out a couple interesting episodes recently. One was on vibratory tumblers. So now mm-hmm. I've got my eye <laughs> I'm looking for one of those. Yeah. Um, so he went through the process of doing the stone washing on his blades using a you know, vibratory I c- tumbler. Yeah. I can give you a
1: tip on that. Um, you guys are probably at the age now you can go into the pink suitcase and grab one of the vibrators oh, from there. Yeah. Yeah. You just hook, hook. It's got the suction cup on it, right? Just suction cup it to the bottom of whatever you're using for your your media container, and yep. yeah, it'll it'll vibrate for you.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shit. Okay, yeah. And he also did a knife sharpening video. Uh, sharpening fake damascus knives. Oh. So one of his buddies was asked to sharpen a knife and he couldn't get it sharpened so he passed it on to Jeremy and then Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy went through it trying to sharpen it and there's areas on that blade that just it, you you not sharpen it. It just huh garbage Crazy. garbage.
1: Yeah.
0: Easy. Trash, mild mild steel skits. in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah Chinesium in there. Chinesium Pacus. I don't know what it's called. And we had uh Jeremy on what episode was he like 13 10 or 12 13. Thank you. Awesome. There you go, man. And you, who else is a uh, uh the Canadian channel. We just had him on 12 Hosers. Bonafide custom. Oh, damn. Yeah. Dude, you can you cannot Rob miss Rob That, that yep. YouTube channel is
0: mind-blowingly good, dude. So good. Vast. Yeah, that's what that's what I think of when I see his work. I'm like, dude, he's doing this now. Like, <laughs> it's all over the place. So, all steel related and interesting. Big ups to that dude, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, you know, actually, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Steve Dupra. His oh. name's probably come up on the show before, but Steve, somebody just posted a picture of it. Kevin who was was it Kevin lazowski Yep. Nice. Yes. Posted a picture of his kid, what was a five-year-old kid, mm-hmm. using a one-pound cross-peen hammer that Steve had made for him, and yeah, that's just awesome,
0: dude. Cute, cute video. Nice hammer, too. Yes. Very nice. Well done. Yeah. Too bad, eh? Kevin Kevin was one of our 12 hosers. He was there for the first 20 minutes. <sighs> yeah. And then, and then the hackers I... hit
1: us, and his kid got sick, and yeah. Felt bad
0: unfortunately Psst. oh Psst. i love you I love it's you not too, a man. beer though oh, yeah. <laughs> a my harsh. wife's gonna be upset when she gets home you drank my peach bowl. that's her voice when she's upset by the way <laughs> <gasps> what's my vibrator doing there on- <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice is that is that an alcoholic peach snapple? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, it's early in the day. It's like Normally we record in the evening mm-hmm. time, and today's a special episode. I'm at, a, I'm at home sick, and Justin gets to work from home because that's what he does. So we decided that we were going to sit down in the, uh, the early afternoon. Re-
0: we sat down to record last night. We just babbled for like an hour and a half. Yeah. It was good, though. Needed to. And one of the things we babbled about was these Forge Sides Chat stickers. Yeah, dude. Right? What's tell me plan? more about that. Okay, I'll tell you the plan. So we have gotten sticker app to print out some
1: Forge awesome. Sides Chat stickers. Awesome, stickers. awesome
0: There's an anvil on it with uh, some roses. It's kind of like tattoo style. It says Forge Sides Chat Season 1. And uh, we're just wanting 5 bucks for them. That'll get you the sticker. They're fairly large. I'll I'll get the dimensions on it. Uh, not now. <laughs> it's like palm-sized, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. About the palm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to send them out to makers, whoever wants a sticker. Just send us five bucks. That pays for the envelope, the stamp, the sticker, and uh, our gas to drive to the post office. It yeah. gives us a, a, a tiny kickback too, so that would be Awesome, and then you share the love. In the long run, if we sell all, what is it, two hundred of them that we got, we'll
1: make mm-hmm. we'll make a couple bucks. Maybe buy us, you know, a six pack each. In the long run, after we're done with it, it's really not going to make us any money because of all the oh, dude, we're going to be involved in it. Rich this <laughs> well that's the podcast is already making us enough money with all of our amazing sponsors which we have not yet brought up because oh. we're a bunch of frickin' hosers but no
0: no we've been recording for half
1: an hour we're, we're doing good if you don't know maybe you'll know now because one of the best places you can go to find everything you need i mean everything you need as a maker is maritime knife supply Dot this guy is seriously amping his game up when it comes to his website and what he supplies us and you can use a code what is it again Justin
0: It is FSC kiln and you'll save yourself $100 on either Paragon or even Heat kiln and uh that's the that's, that's a great way to step up your game if you're making knives man just yeah. takes so much So much work out of the equation and fluctuations of temperature out of the equation just makes everything so much nicer. That's experience
1: speaking right there because Justin's running an even heat kiln in his shop. You bet. I never hear him speak. That's all he talks about now. Even heat this, even heat that. Oh, my kiln. Oh, I'm oh so fancy. Kiln. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, tell me about your kiln. Oh, let me see your tool. I mean, your tools.
0: <laughs> that is probably the best tool in my shop, actually. Yeah. If things were to catch on fire, that's what you're grabbing, eh? Yeah. It's probably the thing I've most invested in for sure. Yeah. Buck. Yeah. Th- th- weight to dollar ratio that's my that's a thing i could grab right uh, yeah out with. that's
1: a thing you can actually grab yeah. it and run out with it because it's that's unless it was on at the time of the fire then you might be in trouble picking it up and running with it or how hot does it get on the outside
0: i don't know that about these things i i haven't gone to like touch the outside as after like a full heat treatment cycle but like it's it's insulated quite well, like, so and like, it's on legs, so you, you can gotta always give it just it grab, grab it by test. the legs. Lick test, <laughs> lick test.
1: <laughs> Don't you bare, barefoot what? forge? Here's another shout out, barefoot forge. Fucking awesome dudes, man. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he's the guy that's always posting pictures of people in his shop pretending to lick a billet of hot steel. Funny, yeah, that's
0: hilarious whiskey but,
1: turtle forge has a giveaway going on right now for a wicked awesome little rounding hammer if you give him a follow on instagram mm, i think i do follow him if you don't you're missing missing yeah, you're, out you're,
0: you're, you're probably not part of the scene
1: i don't know just
0: say yeah. yeah. i don't know man <laughs> like i look at instagram but i don't spend much time i actually now that reels are there i do spend probably more time on instagram um, it's taken it, away from taken away from my tink, tiktok but yeah. uh I, I try not to spend too much time looking at social media my wife's gonna call me out on that and be like yeah that's that's bull mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, i'm more more on facebook than probably anywhere else so yeah it's uh unfortunately i have a problem
1: when it comes to that too yeah hi my name is Lyndon and I have
0: a problem when it comes to Facebook (laughs) (laughs) yep oh well yeah what else that mks mks is maritime knife
1: supply man he's just he's seriously amping up his game I just saw he made a post that he's gonna start bringing in um, atlas anvils he's gonna be selling atlas anvils out of his site
0: nice
1: I just personally made an order of steel I ordered like 500 dollars worth of steel from him I got a bunch of 1084 15 and 20 and nice. a bunch of copper rods because um I guess a little bit of a tip trick that I'll throw out there it's giving away my my secret in a way but um and you won't you probably you've never seen this from me before but if you order um, through Maritime Knife Supply, you can get copper rods through him. That are, I think, you can get three sixteenths or quarter inch. Okay, the three sixteenths copper rods are great for copper roses. Oh, okay, make the stems. Just um, saying, nice, nice. They don't have to cut them up to use for pins. You can
0: use them for other things. Other news, Maritime Knife Supply. They're sponsoring. A- pretty big name right now dude what Who? the fuck what happened there <laughs> yeah no so kidding. if you didn't hear Mer- mareko mamasi of mamasi fire arts has <laughs> started <laughs> yeah he was a guest at can iron and i want to send him the video that we did uh through can iron just so he can he can feed his new patreon um So he started that up, and Maritime Knife Supply is sponsoring it. I'm not sure exactly what that means or how it's sponsoring or what their agreement is. Eh, It's none of my business, really, but I'm interested. I'm always interested to see like how companies collaborate and stuff. So um, I will be looking out to see how it's how it's being used, so we can improve our game too. Um, But there, yeah, Mareko Mamasi started his Patreon. I I I got to look at that. I have not signed up for Patreon. It's something that I know we've talked about it. And what is Patreon? How do we I've do avoided, this? And I avoided it like the plague, dude. Honestly, it, it's, it's yeah. I I just don't want to get caught into like I don't want to trap myself. Exactly. This, this podcast is a trap enough in itself. Once a week, <laughs> and then I listen to it in the shop, and then I I take screenshots of every time that like. Something I don't know. Something's off or whatever, and then I'll I'll come re-edit. But it's uh it, it takes some time, man. So this is the trap. This yeah. is the trap. But whatever, I, I trapped you. I get to sit down and, with awesome makers every week and and Linden and have a beer or a snack. <laughs> no, notice how he separated me from awesome makers. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a joke uh coming from Chris Bielak. We were uh he was he was on the 12 hosers We went camping. How was it last year? Might have been last year. Just like winter camping. It's I think it was March or April and there's snow on the ground. We're walking the trails and we're we're having pops, of course, and I'm like, "Man, this is awesome. All my best friends are here. Rich, Gigi, Oh, and Chris! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and Colin, my buddy Coco. Yeah, Coco, yeah. Coco. Oh, what a nickname. Yeah, I don't know. It never used to call him that. It just stuck like a couple years ago. So. Hey, you were speaking about the Morocco video, and. um
1: You know we do have that video available still if you head over to caniron.ca that video is on that website along with a slew of of other awesome videos that we took at caniron the virtual edition if you want access to that though there's a password you need yep and that password was revealed in a previous episode.
0: Yeah. But if so,
1: you don't want to dig for it, no, send no. us an email. No way, man. You got to go, go listen to previous episodes. at
0: gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll send it to you. No I like way. It. Go back and listen to previous episodes and try to find it. <laughs> you could do that too. You could do that too. You should listen um, to them all. They're all His they're all gold. talk was on Mosaic Damascus. Yeah, and He did all yeah. the... Like breakdown of
1: dimensioning and what like the the real specifics that you need to understand
0: when it comes to making mosaic. have oh, that shit went over my head, man. No, oh. not gonna lie. It was like, man,, uh, uh, it's technical i'm I'm not at that point where I'm conscientious enough to absorb that information. Steve Dupra took it and ran with it because he made
1: a mosaic Damascus piece like that night. That night? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so oh, it's very good information in, in there if you want to find it. So, and Mareko is also um, one of the hosts of a, a Wicked Awesome podcast that we listen to on a regular basis by the name of Knife Talk Podcast. There's a whole bunch of other podcasts that we listen to as well. Working Hands podcast, Work For It podcast, um, Blacksmith or Radio, which was the OG. Hustle and Grind. Who else, man? We got Maker Skills. I don't know if you ever followed their show. That's an awesome show you as well. You told me
0: about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, working Hands, obviously. Yeah, they came up already. We got Tony, Tony Woodland. He was one of our previous uh, mm-hmm. previous interviews. Did you know that Derek
0: Melton had a podcast?
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay. If yeah, you're not yeah, listening yeah. to that, what the hell? That is that is actually his style. I, his I style found it. Off.
0: I found it when he TikToked about it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll go check it out." Yeah, I think he's like fifty something episodes deep. Yeah, they're short and they're usually when he's driving or something. So Yeah, that's that's
1: the the, the the format's a little eh. off there. Yeah, because it's he tries to jam it in when he can, man. He's a busy dude, dude. Like he's he's taken the hobby level, turned it into a business, and still runs a full time job on top of it, doing tech support for the how
0: about the CWB Association welding podcast,
1: Lyndon. With Max Saron? Yep, yep, yep. Gotta check that out. That is a they just had right, right. an underwater welder on there. What two episodes ago? That was that was an awesome episode cool. to check out. Toby Fire and Steel, nice. The Forge Cast, which was also on Can Iron. We had one of the gentlemen from the Forge Cast with us, us yes. as our opener for Can Iron. That's dude, yes, the information on that podcast is Valhalla awesome. Iron Blacksmith Ironworks. Pub Podcast. They've been putting out new episodes again recently, which is awesome because I freaking missed them. Jesse Savage and his buddy, Rick Barter. Super good show. Super good. Making it with Jimmy DeResta and Bob Caglet. Ka- uh, <clears throat> Dude, Jimmy Duresta, Yes. Yes. And of course, our favorite person in the whole world, Jeff Vader at the full blast. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cool. Oh, hey, did we mention Simple Little Life? Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Okay. Cool, man. As, as the YouTube channel, though, yeah. we mentioned it. Yeah. He's also got a podcast. No,
0: he yeah. doesn't. Well, he did. He does. I forget. He hasn't been putting out new episodes, man. So. No, no, no. No, it's been No, a he, he stopped, I think, and he's doing a different podcast with a Buddy from the US. Right. Uh Can Am Soup. Man, good memory.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I forgot completely that he was doing that. You got the good good memory. Look at you. So handsome and smart and yeah. Handsome. Did
0: I mention handsome? You did. You did. Okay. Okay, Last episode the hackers were saying how good looking I was. Now you're saying how good looking I am. And and how who's saying that I had a nice voice? Yeah, I think it was he, on the podcast as well. Yeah, wow. so it was like
1: you've got this like rubbing voice me all just, the right ways, uh, stroking me in all the right ways. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, I say stroking me in all the right ways because that was um, something that was said by oh what the hell hell's how, his name now from the tragically hip Gord Downing mm-hmm. said that in one of his concerts. It's a live recording. I think from the Roxy and he's okay. playing in the Maritimes and he's like, you guys are rubbing me or stroking me in all the right ways. That's just like <laughs> something that's stuck with me ever since I heard that back in the nineties. Right. Yeah. So classic, yeah. classic band. Tragically up all the way, man. Definitely. If you do if you're not Canadian, you might not know who they are. And if you don't fucking go check them out, oh, man, such good rock and roll. That's good rock
0: and roll. So that's like way more than 10 minutes of love, dude. Like, well, that was 10 minutes, and then we did a, a little something, and then there was another 10 minutes, I think. So it's always good to take a little yeah. break and come back to it again, right? Second round,
1: I think so. She always enjoys a yeah. second round. Oh, thank you so much for the second round. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I he- I've heard about it. You heard about it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: What are you working on right now, dude? <laughs> right now, I have stopped my holidays. I am now working again. I have a few knives that are on the bench, some that are being, uh, that are kind of like in the list of things to do. I have got a camp knife that I'm making a buddy, which is totally different style than what I'm used to. I, I ended up spending about 45 minutes on the phone with the guy sending pictures back and forth like as I'm, I'm drawing, right? Are you charging him for that? No, no, because I've got a nice new knife design out of it, which is which is worth the money or worth the time in, in my books. The only reason I bring that up is because that's one of the aspects of what we
1: do that most people tend to overlook is that you could spend almost an hour on the phone with somebody oh. and make zero dollars out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I yeah. When there's a positive outcome like getting a new knife design, I I don't mind. And it's a buddy as well, like it's a it's a good friend. And he's like the one guy out of the crew that doesn't have a custom knife from me. So he's like, yes, I finally get a Justin knife. I'm like, yeah, you do. Let's design it. Let's draw it out. And he's like, no, I don't like that. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Which was great. Like at at first I was like, shit, dude, like this is my style. But then he was like, okay, let's, let's, can you make that narrow or that change that point? And it, it totally looks different, but it still does have aspects of, of my style. Um, but it kind of pushed me to to like expand those the the horizons, I guess, or like push my limits a bit. You're growing. I'm growing.
2: Oh, it's growing.
0: <laughs> right, so take, thanks, Devin.
1: Take thanks, off. Devin. Tell
0: this lady to take off already. <laughs> she keeps on coming in, interrupting. I say, yeah. And I've got a cousin that wants a filleting knife and I'm in contact with a YouTuber that kind of, I kind of, I run a YouTube group on Facebook as well. So we connected through that group and he loves fishing. I, I enjoy fishing, not as much as I used to. And uh, he had asked me, uh, I don't know, a year ago, if I would make him a filleting knife. And I told him, ah, it's, it's not really my thing. I don't know. It's so f- Pliable and so flexible. I'm scared, but now that I've got my even heat and I can nail the temps, like I'm I'm yeah. more apt to it. And uh, so I'm I'm going to be making a run of filleting knives and like ice fishing here in Manitoba. Like huge. There's the Winnipeg f- or Manitoba ice fishing group, and it's mental. It's huge. You it's go like out 30, on the 6K. ice, and it's a frick. It's a freaking town out there. Yeah, like, it's yeah, a it's town insane. out on the ice. It's amazing. We you know so, what. I'm, I want to capitalize on that a little bit. Yeah, man. Like if you go to Lockport in the wintertime, it's got it's ho- a whole new
1: town on, yeah.
0: on the ice. It's insane. So yeah. Lockport and then... Winnipeg Beach. Yeah. Yeah. You go further north and... Yeah, Nestor. Yeah. yeah. All those places. So... Victoria. This guy does a YouTube fishing channel. And he, uh, I reached out to him and said, "Hey, I might be doing a filleting knife," and he's like, "Yeah, I'll buy one." So I was like, "Fucking <laughs> like awesome!" That. But it, but it's not just that. It's I also messaged him, ask him what attributes he liked in a filleting knife, like what what length, what go. handle materials, and it's not like it. Part of it is to uh, create that connection with the customer, yeah, so that he knows that I'm I'm paying attention, and it feels like a bit of a collaboration. But also, uh, so I can make a better knife, but also so he feels that connection and actually like, wow, yeah, man, this guy's actually listening to me and he's going to make an awesome knife and I want to buy it from him. So it's uh, kind of that small psychological play, but it's also benefiting myself.
1: You, and him. see him, it's he's psych- getting a fucking awesome oh, totally. knife. You can yeah. say it's a psychological play, but at the same time, the customer loves being a part of that process, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most most customers do. Some people are like, nope, I, you do it all. I don't want
0: to surprise me, right? Yeah. but That sucks. I did that. <laughs> no, like I, I did a gift last year for Christmas. The anxiety, right? Uh, not the anxiety so much. Well, a little bit because you want to. be like really nice and whatnot yeah but i made this knife yes this is what i want blah 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 blah. sure i'll make that and then gift it and then oh my husband kind of doesn't want it that way can you like redo Mm. this part and Mm. redo that on the handle it's like i don't i don't really want to do gifts anymore like i'll buy you a gift you have to buy yourself the gift i want to be in contact with The person who's receiving it so Mm -hmm. that they actually get what they want because your idea of what they want might not be what they want. And I'd rather skip that second step of like redoing the knife, reprofiling it. Uh, I was not pleased.
1: No, it's actually a very good point, and I've seen somebody else, I think it was actually Token Tobin that brought this up before, where he will no longer do knives in that style. What he now does is he offers people the ability to build a knife. You don't buy your custom knife from me, you buy the experience of building a custom knife from me.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. I I think that's an an awesome idea that, you know, Mm -hmm. like if somebody wants to buy um, somebody else a knife and they don't know what knife to buy that person, or they want they want something custom for that person, but they don't know exactly what that person right. wants. Well instead of going to the maker and being like, Can I buy a gift card from you? Or can I buy, you know, can you make me a knife that you think this person might like? You say to the person, like, you know, it essentially is a gift card. It's a gift card that says, this you have the ability to make a knife up to this value and anything right. below that value. I'll either refund you or for the most part, from from what I gathered from token Tobin, you, you tend to go a little bit beyond what the gift card is worth because it's what we do as makers, man. We want to impress, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Two point though, you you end up shooting yourself in the foot. So you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. Totally. Like it's like you start with, single piece handle and then oh you want two different types of wood on the handle or a bolster and it's like okay that's that's another like three hours of work hang on you like it adds it adds Uh, i was really hoping to get jesse delney to
1: come by the shop over the christmas holidays and hang out with me and get me into this how do you do all that kind of stuff the handles the 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 layered handles and stuff like that covid freaking covid He gets COVID, can't come over, sick as a dog. Then I get sick. And it's just like, fuck, all this being sick shit is driving me nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think, yeah, people are having a hard time with it now, especially with, well, we're not supposed to go political on the show, but our, our schools have been shut down. Uh, it keep your kids at home and it's like, yeah, people are like, what? The, <laughs> the excrement has hit the oscillating
1: blades at a very high speed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it sucks. We just, no, keep, keep living. Go, I'm going to go bang some steel in my shop. Yeah. That's I'll, what I'm going to do. Go we'll bang something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Lyndon? Let's keep going, man! I'm having a great time. Oh, really? Um,
1: I thought you were gonna call it a call it a show
0: there. <laughs> no, not I at all. Know. No, you want to go deeper, eh? Yeah, let's go deeper. I want to hear. I want to hear some stuff uh, from you relating to something, maybe. Well, I. I... haven't really talked about i guess what i've been up to lately dude Um, no kidding tell me what's what's happening you've got this fresh shop and uh a shit ton of tools shelving my
1: shop is gonna be a constant battle i know it is for the next couple of years man and i was just speaking to my wife about this and it's it's such an awesome thing to have a bigger shop now, but this whole moving process, having to like, my old shop was pretty much set, like good the way it was. Like I was happy. I would walk in there every day and just be, go go straight to work, not even think about anything else, yeah. and just be like, "This is what I'm doing." Light up the forge, bang, 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 and then call it a night. Right? I walk into my shop now, and I and I'm I catch myself staring at stuff for like an hour, just going like, "What do I?" Do, where do, <laughs> where I, do start? I start? Yeah. And like, I'll play with some stuff here and there and be like, this is like, I'm wasting time. I need to do this or whatever. And it's just, I'm struggling, dude. I really am. I'm um, struggling to find the proper way to manage my time in the shop. I'm struggling yeah. with um, my, my motions, I yeah. could say, when it comes to... What I'm doing, the backlog of work that I've got that I was not able to um, pay attention to for the last six months, pretty much, if mm-hmm. not longer. You know, um, I was t- again talking to the wife. We pretty much started this venture almost a year ago. Right. In January of last year, we sat down and we looked at our finances and we said, you know, we, we have the ability to upgrade. And we started thinking about it. And it was like literally a few days later, we found out through family friends that there was this amazing house that was possibly going to be going up for private sale in the near future. And my wife got the ins on who the person was that was selling it. And literally that night, drove to the house, knocked on the door of the house that I am now sitting in currently, and said, we want to buy your house. And the person that answered the door was like, what (laughs) who are you and blah blah blah. and then you know a year later I'm sitting in that house owning it and I'm just like a little bit overwhelmed with it but at the same time I'm I'm absorbing it and I'm loving it it's 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 awesome my kids loving it my wife's loving it Mm -hmm. it's it's still lots to learn having um being on a septic field now versus being on city water and stuff like that I have to understand all that stuff there's intricacies to that that uh if you don't do things right you could be digging yourself a big hole per se (laughs) or going into a big hole to fix problems that are really shitty (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah man the shop is getting set up i've done a few projects in there i did some wood projects over the christmas holidays that created an absolute mess i'm not necessarily a woodworker i've I've the got dust. a the lot dust. of wood skills. That's the problem. I don't have a dust collector in my shop. Yeah, um, I do have a shop vac, and the shop vac was used as much as possible. But it's still, what the, there'd be a yeah. haze at, after cutting some wood there and and sanding and stuff. And it's just like, oh god, I wish I. Had, <laughs> I sound so. Um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? The Crimea so, River. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I had a separate wood shop from my blacksmithing shop. <laughs> yeah. From your huge blacksmithing shop. <laughs> uh, okay. So the shop that the blacksmith shop is in right now, it's 26 by 38, right? But I've been parking my truck in there as well because there's uh, kind of the parking bay on the one side. So yeah. it's not – I don't have the full shop. I've got like half of it. So I've got like 26 by uh, – what, what did I say? Tw- 26 by 38? Yeah, so I've got probably um, twenty six by twenty six, something like that. Yeah. yeah, maybe a bit less than that for That's where I awesome. shop. It's it's still <laughs> way bigger than what I had before. I got the ten yeah. foot ceiling, so I can go up with the racking. That makes a huge difference. You know what? It also makes a huge difference for heating the bloody shop. Yeah, no kidding. Fuck, man, my electrical bill. I'm I'm literally so worried about scared. my. Scared. I haven't I haven't got it yet. Yeah, but it's gonna be nasty, man. My electrical bill in the winter time at the old shop could easily run up to like three hundred dollars a month. Wow, wow, dude. Yeah, man. I think I'm gonna be pushing about five hundred dollars a month
0: this round. Ah, uh, that hurts.
1: Mind you, I haven't been running. But that's the, the, the cost there. of
0: living there. Just, I it, it, like. I try not to give a shit about that because it's like eh, that's what it costs. Like.
1: Yeah, but it is. Well, there's things you can do to, you know, kind of play with that, right? Like mm-hmm. my electrical bill could go down
0: hugely if I had a wood stove in the shop. Right, right. But then and, you're chopping wood, you're buying wood. You're, ah, fuck, that's easy, dude. It's time.
1: It's ch- it's, it's time. ordering a cord of wood on a trailer that comes in and gets dumped in your backyard. Yeah is not very time consuming. The money that it costs is like, you order a quart of what I think is like, what, 250 or 300 bucks or
0: something I don't like know. that? Cheaper than a fucking electrical bill, man, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. And- Yeah, that, that would be nice to just like, warm it up quick, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, what I've been looking at is, the shop has the overhang on the back, that it's fully opened on the three sides, that's not overhung off the garage, obviously, right? And it's got a quarter down floor to it. So I'm like thinking, I spoke about this in the past, I'm pretty sure. That'll but be thinking the about anvil. Moving, yeah. That's where the anvil is going to go. The power hammer is going to go back there. The forge is going to go back there. I'll be able to run. I'm going to make the, the uh, propane forge portable. Like right mm-hmm. now, my, my propane, it's fucked. I was just trying to do some uh, wrought iron um, forge welding the other night. My forge, I'm like cranking it up and my monitor's going off. My seal monitor's going off. It's like, and I'm like, my forge is fucked. I don't know what happened, but in the moving process, Mm. something with it. I know one of the fittings broke and I replaced the fitting on it. It was just a simple brass elbow that snapped, replaced it. But something in there is it's nothing it's not, went to yeah. Yeah. yeah it's messed up so I got to rebuild my forge when I rebuild it it's going to be a portable forge not super easily portable but something that I can you know mm-hmm. either on wheels or whatever bring it into the overhead area and have that because right now dude minus 40 outside I don't care how hot that forge is running if I'm in that overhang I'm freezing my ball sack off oh, for yeah sure so at this temperature I won't I probably won't even do any black you wouldn't do yeah but the whole idea is to set up the the nice shop as a machine shop. I'm going to have yeah. my lathes running Metal in fab. there and yeah, my welder and stuff like that. That'll be where all that happens. Nice and clean. I've got, yeah. I just set up my air filtration system the other day. We were speaking about this and I was going to mention this hose head right here has the internal motor set up going for his air filtration system, just like you. Yeah. I, I push mine right outside though. Um, okay. and I bring in fresh, so I have it set up in my window so that the blower is in the lower half of the window. And then the upper half of the window is open. I took, okay. a, I took, I, it's not just a furnace filter. It's some sort of crazy filter that I found. And I
0: put that in the window. I saw so- one on sale recently like that on key. Kid- gg i think i messaged the guy but he's north of the city i should get you to pick it up for me <laughs> uh, well, I, was, I was supposed to go north of the city in the near
1: future here because there's a gentleman that's got a lathe for sale and i'm super interested in it and we were trying to line it
0: up and now he's ghosting me. Damn, damn. Yeah, man. I'm but sure yeah, that, I like that little window unit you have. It just, because I have a box fan in my window. So I need to crank my window open a little bit, put the box fan on, crack my door open a bit so that air actually circulates through. But uh, I like your system where you just like, it, you blocked off a window, you got your fan or your blower pushing air out. And then it's drawing in from another location, which is...
1: No, it draws in from the same window.
0: Oh, from the but, same window. But yeah. see,
1: so this is... And this is where I was explaining is, is I so the fan's in the lower half, the filter's in the top half. So it's blowing out the lower half, sucking in the top half. So I put the filter there to prevent anything kind of like sucking back in. So, yeah. It's so essentially, a... it is doing the same thing as what your air scrubber is doing, but it's bringing in fresh air as well. Right, right. Which... Is like extremely necessary with the forge I'm running right now. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. so hmm. yeah, nice. So you've got your anvil set up, your forge is set up, but needs some repair. What uh, what are you doing for storage in your shop right now? Uh,
1: I've got a couple of different pallet racks um, that I picked up through. So my work actually had some ends that they were throwing out because they got banged by the forklift, and I was like. <laughs> you know what i can are you driving them. the
0: forklift lyndon <laughs> <laughs> just crashing into shit. i want that Smash. Oops. Oops.
1: <laughs> i dropped this off the shelf can i take it home <laughs> um no it wasn't it was from the actual it was from the other department it wasn't even from okay. our department so good, good good yeah they were throwing these uh and racks out and i said hey i could." Like, cut out that bent section and still use it because there's 16 foot racks that they're throwing out, 16 foot ends. My ceiling's only 10 foot. So, you know, it was for the most part, it was the bottoms of them that had been banged up, right? Right, right. So I'd cut off the bottom four feet or whatever and I'd have a great rack. I've got one that I'm setting
0: up in the overhang area. Did I hear something about a great rack?
1: when so yeah and so oh dude i feel so bad man this is a heartfelt apology to a gentleman that will never hear it but i have actually apologized to him i sent him a message the so i've got the andrax but i needed all the cross bracing right I found one guy that had a few of them for sale when I bought them, oh. but that's all he had was a, a few of them. So I've got two shelves set up on a rack system right now. and i am It's enough for some storage, but I, I've got all these other ends and I want to make more racking. So I found another guy that's selling them and I was like, I don't think these are going to work. He's like, yeah, you can make them work and I'll sell them to you for cheap. So awesome. I went and picked up. I bought 10 more of them for cheap. We're loading them up and somewhere in the mix of loading him up i'm i'm holding one end he's holding the other and i'm like oh hold on um i just need to step over this so that i've got a better angle and i put it down and he's standing there he looks at me and i'm i'm okay so i step over and when i stepped over i turned my back to him so i i don't know what the fuck happened and as I'm stepping over and I didn't kick it, man, like I, I thought about this. It's like, maybe I kicked it Did by I? accident or something, but I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden I hear this tumbling sound and him going, oh, and I turn around and he's like walking away and I'm like, what, what the fuck just happened? And the one he was holding on to was like off to the side on the ground now. And I'm like, I'm like what, off the, off of the forklift and I'm yeah. like, what, what the fuck just happened? And he's like like limping around and I'm like, Oh no. And he's like, literally like, like shaking, looks like he's going to puke. His face went a oh, different shit. color and everything. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do? What do I say to the guy? Um, I just kind of like let him breathe for a little bit. And I'm like, you okay, man? Um, I, I don't know what to say, man. I'm like, I, I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened. Are you okay? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, like shaking and his breath telling me he's okay, and I'm like, "Are you sure, man? Do you need me to take you to the hospital? Like, I'll I, I I'll drop everything right now, man. I'm here to oh, help wow. you, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened." And he's like, "No, it's okay. It's not your fault. I dropped it. It's it's my my bad. Blah 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 blah." And I'm like. Like, just I'm I'm heartbroken at this point because, you know, this guy's taking time out of his day during Christmas. It was during Christmas break, too. Yeah. And he was telling me, he's like, I don't got a lot of time. I got a family dinner tonight. Can you please be here for this time? And I was like, yeah, not a problem. And then this happens. I'm like, oh, my God, your family dinner, <laughs> dude, man. Like, do you need, I'll help you go get groceries if you want. Like, I'll I'll take you to go get groceries. He's like, no, dude, don't worry about it. And this <laughs> and that in the long run. Like, yeah, that's how bad I felt about it, right? But then he goes on to explain to me how he was just recovering from a stroke too, and now this, and it's just like, oh, man, God. you you're trying to break my heart further here, dude? Like, I feel so bad, man. Damn, do <laughs> you need a hug? Yeah, I. Oh man, I wanted to hug him so bad, dude. I felt bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I drove away from there in a very, very odd state of mind. I didn't didn't know what to think, man. That was so. I've got, but I've got now the ability to set up five more shelves on one of my racks and. To me, that's awesome because each one of these shelves can hold like 5,000 pounds on
0: each shelf. 500 pounds? 5,000 pounds. 5,000 pounds. Holy crap. That's apparently like 500. That's a lot, but like, yeah.
1: Yeah, apparently it's rated for 5,000 pounds per shelf. And when you've got like ten anvils that you're not using that are just sitting around, you need a shelf that can hold about five thousand pounds yeah,
0: I, I could suggest a different place for uh, those anvils, Lyndon. yeah, you could take off, eh
1: <laughs> you take off, I think I'm going to be selling well, a couple head. of them recently because uh or in the near future because
0: Gotta number pay for one that
1: heating well, number one, I feel bad that I'm kind of hoarding, hoarding in a way, yeah, and I know there's guys out there that need them. And on another side, I'm like looking at it and going like, why Why am I holding on to this stuff? There's things I want to buy right, right. that I don't have money for right now. And there's these things that I'm not using that I could sell for the money that mm-hmm. I need to buy these things that I want right now. Yeah, it's, no doubt. I like no to doubt. shoot
0: myself in the foot, dude. Oh, man. I think back, there was an anvil just, it was on Kijiji. It was like past Brandon, I think it was like 1500 Dollars and it was like near the 400 pound range and I was like mm. I, sh- I should have gone I should have gone but it was at the ra- it was like I was on my way back from uh, picking up that even heat and I was like I should just like sidetrack and get <sighs> that dude.
1: dude you never told me ab- why did you tell me I would have gone and bought it <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole you did not know about it I did not know about it hmm I don't reach past Brandon on my marketplace. Oh. Yeah.
0: I think I think it was David Bowen. No. Someone sent it to me, sent the link to me. Fuck. I don't I don't remember who it was, but
1: as if I didn't fucking catch wind of that. Yeah, I begged my wife.
0: I got on my hands and knees. She said, No. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. Oh well. That's it because like, I have my mouse hole and it's, uh, it's beat up. It's beat yeah. up. And even like the edges on my Peter Wright. And it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I shouldn't be complaining. I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty kitted out right now, but a, an upgrade on my anvil would be really stellar. See, but, but if I were to get a new tool for my shop, if someone said, Justin, you have one tool coming into your shop and you can pick whichever one i would probably you know i i would totally do it i'd go maritime knife supply and i'm not just pitching it out because he's a sponsor um i'd take a good look at that velocity grinder i'd I'd have to do some research but i'd be getting either a velocity or a vashti for sure one of the two um That's a big step up in the game to have one of those. Well, I've got a buddy who was asking me, "Can you do serrations?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can. Like, I can do that." But thinking about it, my grinder does not pivot onto itself. Like, I can't change from a vertical belt to a horizontal belt. Like a lot of the grinders, they'll pivot onto themselves. Mine does not do that, and that's, I think it would be a lot easier on my back
2: <laughs> to do
0: the serrations having it in that horizontal orientation compared to the vertical because I'd be totally twisted up. Um, So, yeah, that's that's what I would get, definitely.
1: You kind of jumped into that out of nowhere. I think you have a funny feeling that you've been thinking
0: about that question a lot since uh, it got dropped on the 12 Hose Heads episode. Well... It's, yeah, no, it's from a while back because when I started in September full time, I moved a bunch of stuff in my shop, trying to organize, get getting organized and getting like a good state of flow in the shop, I think is, for myself, with my past experiences, not even in the shop as a a classroom teacher, I would always like disassemble every, uh, I guess, fall. And reassemble the classroom, moving blackboards or whiteboards, and just making it as like as smooth feng shui as possible. Feng where shui, gonna, feng shui. Where am I going to put my my aquarium? Where am I going to put my my plants? Like just making everything as smooth as possible. So, yeah. so people, you don't have to think. Yeah, five X man. I could think about just what I'm actually doing. So. When I was doing my stuff in, in September, moving my shop around, I I moved my grinder specifically to make space for a secondary grinder. And uh, uh, yeah, Nick Tobin has that Gen 3. Yeah. He's still trying to sell it. And I'm like, huh, really? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, the shipping, I don't know. Nick, what's yeah, the shipping to get it to Winnipeg? It'd probably be about 100 bucks,
1: man. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's not, not too with bad.
1: Manitoulin. That's what I've got. I've got two Gen 3s that I've got to finish building for frick's sakes, man. Hmm. I've got the kits pretty much all,
0: you know, cut out it's and ready to out, go. Really? But yeah, man.
1: <laughs> oh, I've got shit my
0: for grinding gear now, too. I have my wheels. Like, I've got a set of wheels for <laughs> it. I just need the, the motor and a VFD and the actual grinder.
1: <laughs> I've got, I think I have. Five different motors I can choose from right now. I've got two five horsepowers. I've got a three horsepower and I've got a two and a two. I got a two and a two and a a half horsepower. Nice. All are three phase, all run on 240. I've got two different VFDs. I've got one that's rated Mm -hmm. for five horsepower and I've got another one that's rated for two horsepower. So I'm like, what do I do? Do I build, do I use these five horsepower motors? Do I not? I think my compressor (laughs) pooched. So so here's the other thing, these five horsepower motors I have are also, they're they're motors out of the uh, vehicles that I work on at work, right? Okay. But they're also the compressor system out of the vehicles that we work on. So not only is it the motor I got, I also got the whole compressor system out of it as well. Oh. Now, I think my compressor kicked the bucket the other day. I plugged it in. It started going, run, 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 and then kicked the breaker. Oh, oh, cold, cold doesn't. That's my yeah. hopes. That's my hopes and dreams. Is is that it's just the cold? It might I've be just the
0: cold. Yeah, because mine was corner, doing the so... same. If an air compressor does not run well in the cold, or maybe it was just my crappy air compressor. Maybe higher end ones work well in the cold, but mine did not work well. No, that's
1: that is my hopes and dreams. That is just the cold. Otherwise, I'm gonna take one of these four, five horsepower motors I have, hook it up to the VFD, and plumb it into the tank, and mm-hmm. I'll have a new compressor that way. But yeah, maybe that's my like best a option to hook up a VFD and
0: all that. Oh god, one of these days I'm gonna <laughs> get myself the generator, dude. At the same time, like, and and I was I've been dealing with this. Well, I deal, dealt with this this week. I was like, okay, I need to build a shelf for this toolbox. I want to put it next to my um, my be- my drill press. I'm like, should I run to the store and get some wood and like make it? And I was like, okay, what scrap do I have? What hmm. garbage do I have that I can just make it? Not drive anywhere, not spend money, and just use garbage that I've got around to make this thing. And like... I I needed rags last a a couple weeks ago for doing something in the shop. And I was like, what shitty shirts do I have in the back of the closet? Because I don't want to run to the store and buy a pack of rags when I've got a closet full of rags. Like, it's silly.
1: My wife just asked me the other day, do you want this bag of old t-shirts? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because, like, you can go to the shop and buy some. Like, go to Princess Auto, but... Like, I've got a closet full of old mm-hmm. clothes that I don't wear, or like, and how my, often my wife had a bag of kids' clothes. Oh, let's drop this off at Valley Village. And I was like, Yeah, no, I'm just gonna use them as rags. Well, you shouldn't do that, you should just donate it. And I'm like, Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not getting anything in return for that. Yeah, or Donating I'm gonna go to buy $20 worth of rags. Don-
1: donating to value village is not donating oh. for fuck's sakes those assholes man no not anymore no not anymore uh, it's hard to find a place that's good about that stuff right like goodwill's pretty decent about it but man honestly yeah. like yeah. there's donation centers like that that have popped up specifically because they know there's a profit that's ran off of it man and it's kind of bullshit huge
0: at value village Anyway, we're off topic. Back to blacksmithing, man. Enough politics, eh? (laughs) (laughs) You bet.
1: Hey, uh, shop tip.
0: Rags. Oh, nice.
1: Never, ever leave oily rags left in your shop. Oily rags can catch on fire. They're prone to in warmer temperatures, especially when balled up and whatnot. The oil... Does this chemical composition bullshit, where it creates heat within the rag that eventually bursts into flames and spontaneous can,
0: combustion? Can literally I have an uncle that lost his house to that. Yeah, working so. on projects in his basement. I think he was stripping furniture and oiling them back up to make them nice and nice and pretty again. Left the rags on the counter, just a stack of them or a pile of them, all bundled up like that, and yep. Up it went. So what do you do with oily rags then? Toss them out. Put them in the garbage can and get rid of them. Don't don't throw them in the garbage can, dude. No? No. What do you do with them?
1: Unless you know your garbage is going to be gone like right away, do not throw them in the garbage because then your garbage is going to catch on fire Mm. or could catch on fire, especially in the summertime. Sitting outside in that hot black bag, dude. Yeah. 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 So... Best case scenario is finding a metal container of some sort that you can put your metal oh. rags in. Oxygen free. Yeah. And yeah. lock them in there. Um, you know, like a 55 gallon drum. You don't have to it doesn't have to be 55. There's smaller ones that have the locking lid to them. Okay. Throw all your dirty rags in a barrel like that and keep it with the, the lid locked the down. Lid on. It. Huh. Yeah. I like uh thick, I don't know. Somebody might message me on this and be like, yeah, you're asking for an explosion if you do that. Because I think that I can't imagine.
0: Happen. I'd imagine if a if, if fire would start in that. Well, you it fill would it with consume water. Consume the oxygen. Fill oh, it with you put water? water? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it just sounds like a, a mess. Well, and then <laughs> when, when, the, when the barrel's full, you just throw the whole barrel out. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I would have thought that you just go it even dry go that. dump
1: it in the creek out back.
0: Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> say. That sounds like an environmental hazard. Yeah. But I would say that maybe the oxygen would get consumed right away and it wouldn't burn. You would think that, right? Yeah, but that maybe would not. be my thoughts. Maybe that's not. why I say
1: the locking lid. But yeah. it had me thinking back. I, th- I think there's a reason you don't use garbage cans with the lid on them in your shop specifically for that reason. Cause if you throw oily rags in there, it can cause an explosion and the, the lid will blow off the can. We've got, spe- we've got, <laughs> I don't know. We need to look into this. We've got special garbage cans at work specifically for that reason. Oh really? You're not, you're not supposed to be using the garbage cans with the lids to put oily rags in. There's okay. spits specially designed garbage cans that have like this weird, yeah. like um I just recess the lid to it. Oh, okay. Huh. And it, it has a hole in it. So it breathes oxygen constantly.
0: Yeah. yeah. But apparently they're fire safe garbage. Well, cans. maybe it doesn't like as the oil off gases in the garbage can, it doesn't like accumulate with, if it has the ability to like have a flow of air. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm I'm careful with my rags. Here's I, uh, an interesting idea. I usually, idea. I lay them out so they're not bundled up. I don't okay. pile them up in a corner or anything. I'll hang them on something so that I could reuse it. Because usually, sorry, usually oily rags, it's from oiling up knife handles or whatever. Right. And, and usually I'll, I'll use like a four inch by four inch piece and just toss it out because I know that's not... Uh, that's not significant. Or if it's summer, then I'm I'm more cautious. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though, is you t- toss out
1: that little four by four inch piece, and you're like, ah, it's nothing. You throw it in your garbage. A month later, you still have them taking your garbage out, and all of a sudden, your garbage can catches on fire. Yeah. That little four by four inch piece <laughs> might not seem significant, but when it catches your garbage can, I on don't fire, know, man. I think
0: you need the mass. Like you need a ball of it, oily, and you need like. It needs air as well. I, I, I don't know. We're talking shit. I don't know. Don't listen to us. <laughs> just be careful with your eggs. Don't catch your place on fire. Somebody was telling me just recently that the ratio in a
1: jerry can for a jerry can exploding is like 15%. That a jerry can won't explode unless it's at either 15% full or 15% empty. Okay. Huh. Which is that like kind of, it makes sense to me. The gas to air ratio needs to be right for it to have an explosion. Otherwise, it just burns off until it's at that ratio and explodes, right? right? Yeah. Because you see burning cars will burn forever till they explode sometimes, right? Or sometimes they'll explode right off the hop. Or they don't. Yeah. Yeah, Again, we're talking explode, shit. So. I'm talking yeah. shit. But a real shop tip, this one for sure, fire safety storage. I have a fire cabinet in my shop. Yeah. It is specific for uh, flammable storages, for storing flammables. Yeah. If you don't have a cabinet like this in your shop and you're just storing your flammables like on the shelf or whatever, above your forge. Yeah. Uh, maybe don't do that. Eh? <laughs> Get yourself, and they're not cheap, man. Get yourself a proper cabinet to store your flammables in. Because they are designed to um, prevent sparks from going in them. That if Mm -hmm. something inside of it does, that it doesn't create this explosion of fire in your shop and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the workplace health and safety kind of regulates that you need one for
0: flammable storages if your business okay. ever gets
1: that big that, that you have them.
0: I did move all my stuff. Because last time you were over you mentioned, hey, you're you've got your chemicals next to your window there. They might freeze and that might render them ineffective or whatever. Turn them into junk. So mm-hmm. I put them in there and it's I uh, because I have a locker like that, I have two, a double door locker where I keep all my grinding belts and stuff in. But I cleared up a space on the shelf, put all that stuff away in there. Yeah. It's cleaner. It's tidier. It gets stuff off the shelf out of my face, kind of. So, And if yep. it's fire retardant, well, all the better. That's the way to do it, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Right on shop man. tip. Do I have a shop tip? I don't know. Give her mm. the tip. Give her the tip. Just the tip. Let me think. Mm. All right. Here's a a good one for Canadian winters. Keep yourself a bucket in the shop so you can piss in it and then bring that bucket outside and dump it into your compost pile because it's way nicer than standing out in front of that compost pile and freezing your willy off. (laughs) Shop tip.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I want to give my shop tip on what I do with that, but... I've got a I've got a bucket that uh, I get old paint pails that yeah. have that have the Gatorade size hole on the top. A <laughs> paint pail with a Gatorade size. You know hole? how you get the the five gallon paint pails that has oh, the yeah, little yeah. screw on cap yep. and it pops open oh, and God. gives you a little. You spill.
0: just fill it up. I
1: just fill it up and then take it to the dump. <laughs> <laughs>
0: gross gross yeah yeah. i don't want that piss in my backyard (laughs) i put it in my compost so i don't know about it's good for the gardening is it really i think so i wonder about that i saw a video once online Uh, oh it's got to be true barrels drinks his own piss so (laughs) i think it was on knife talk they were talking about him how he like gets off the yeah it, it's probably like a year ago, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Bear, Bear growls gets off the, or grills gets off the, the helicopter. They dump him off into the middle of the forest. First thing he does is just takes a piss and takes a sip. Like <laughs> I've been waiting all week for this. <laughs> yeah. Like what the
1: fuck? Eh? <laughs> you might want to wait till you're out of water. Before there you might start be water around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere. There's, definitely not clean drinking water anywhere around
0: you but you know who's better than bear who? Grylls? who come on man who's the canadian bear Grylls? or why are we even comparing honestly i don't even know dude it's on i i'm not in that game dude survivor man oh interesting. Yeah. i don't even
1: know who that is no no i'm terrible for this man honestly i'm gonna get a lot of hate for it i bet
0: oh dude you are definitely yep. gonna get some hate it survivor comes. man is Les stroud he's a canadian guy that kind of he does well you've never seen Survivor i don't watch, man. T- I don't watch tv No, oh, yeah he does he started off he, he does i don't think he does it anymore but he used to basically do um a drop off mm-hmm. in the bush but limited to no supplies. So sometimes you'd have like a, a pocket knife. Sometimes you'd have like a, an energy bar and some string, just like random stuff that you might be with. A Gatorade and- bottle and a pack of matches <laughs> in the middle of northern Saskatchewan. Some darts. Yeah. A pack of
1: darts. A pack of darts and some beer, eh? A pack of darts and a two-four. We're good to go. It'd be good for a while. All I need is a tragically hip playing an unhappy man, hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so his 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 TV show was him documenting himself surviving for a week and getting out of the bush. So he either he'd be there in spot trying to survive, building shelter or he'd be no I'm um, this mission is I'm extracting myself from the forest. I need I know I need to go in this direction, so I'm walking in that direction. If I need to cross a river, I need to cross a river, walk around the lake, so be it super interesting all over the world too lots of canada to do something like that man It'd be so cool so cool Saskatcha. i spent a
1: lot of fucking time in the bush when i was a kid dude yeah growing same. up in northern manitoba dude i don't know how i never got eaten by a bear or even chased by a bear or anything like that man it blows me away the amount of times i yeah, was in the bush by myself scared. Black
0: bears are scared you'd be a little, you'd be like worse into running toddler? into a into a moose Moose are way more dangerous than yeah. bear. Moose can be super dangerous for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. I actually pet a moose on the face when I was a little kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rode up to it on my bike. It was in BC <laughs> too, fuck. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. it an elk? See, that's... Okay, so it's a good possibility it was an elk. and elk yeah. can be pretty fucking tame. Yeah. Yeah. So... But I, I was more than adamant as a child that it was a moose. It was by itself. Hmm. Elk tend not to be by themselves but
0: yeah yeah hmm. interesting well brother what's uh what's going on in your shop this week or this upcoming week any goals yeah. something you gotta do too
1: many goals that's the problem man too many i don't know yeah. where to start i don't uh, that's been my biggest struggle man i've got so many things i need to get done i just don't even know where to start i go in there and just like I'll start one thing and I'll go to another and another and things are getting done they are it's not like I'm like not getting things done there's man I gotta figure out this water problem in my shop I've been parking my truck in there right and with all the snow and everything that melts off my truck I get Uh, water on the floor yeah cement beautiful polished cement floor in my shop but it slopes to certain areas right and I'm getting pools of water under my fucking rack. Oh like, shit! Oh god! And so I was Is just that looking.
0: Extra humidity gonna make stuff rust.
1: Well, there's that's an issue. Potentially, too. there's yeah. that's that's an issue. There's also the issue that all my windows mm-hmm. and doors are frosting like up like a motherfucker mm-hmm. too, and it's just like this sucks. This really sucks. Maybe I shouldn't be parking my truck in the shop, but I, yeah, I'm enjoying. Popping into my truck and it being like not yeah, freezing yeah. cold in my truck, right? That's a nice treat, I'm sure. Oh god, dude, it's <laughs> I've never ever had my truck in the shop in a garage up until this point in my life. Yeah, it's all all I care about now is getting into my nice warm truck. I don't even care about my <laughs> shop anymore. I'm just like, no, truck, net, I don't care what's in the way. Move it out of the way. Truck's going in the shop, but no, I don't man. Oh man. The water issue, So, and and I was just looking at this the other day. I'm pretty sure the previous owner actually had like a strip of caulking on the floor where it likes to drain towards. So I think oh. I'm going to have to redo that strip of caulking so that I could, that way the water doesn't go past that, right? It pools up to that point and then it's good. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, it's tough, man. Eh? What,
0: do, what do you got going on in your shop next week or in the near future here? Uh, kind of shared that a little bit with the knives that I'll be making. Um, I got a design, the filleting knife, which I'm, I I love fishing, like I said, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also have two little, uh, shit, what kind of knives are those? Paring knives, two small paring knives that I'm working on. I experimented with them, trying two different types of clay on W2, to see if I can get homoans on them. On a paring knife? Whoa, dude. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, I had W-2. I wanted to make them out of W-2 because I've never used it before. And I've tried claying up, I think it was 1095 once, and the clay just blew off. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Um, This time I, I heated, I put them in my kiln at like 200 degrees Fahrenheit, just... Let them bake in there slowly, so the the clay dries, so you mm-hmm. don't have moisture inside of the clay. Okay. Before ramping up the temperature to uh, to quench temp, and uh, the one clay seemed to stick on better. Like I pulled it out of the oil, and the clay was still there. The other one, the one side, all fell off. So I don't know what the result will be. Mm. Um, I think. Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Lawrence over at Maritime, he picked up some... Uh, Satanite. Satanite. So I might yeah. have to look into getting some of that. Although I I don't really use W2 very often. Pickle was just
1: talking about how he did Hamon and he didn't get care worth a
0: damn if it was dry yet or not. <laughs> he did it well. I can't imagine that working. I've done it and it just... The moisture swells it evaporates right it's gonna yeah. boil out of yeah. your uh your clay and it pops it off the blade makes sense to me man i don't know yeah. hey it, whatever F- freaking works for him
1: beautiful do it
0: If yeah, it didn't for sure. work for me i'm gonna try a different way yeah different clays different effects but yeah well, that's that my week for sure um which i had i'd like to go for a tattoo I'm looking oh. at a cancellation. Uh, I almost went today. There was an opening at 4 o'clock and I messaged and it, it was taken already. So I'm just keeping an eye on one of these uh, American traditional tattooers that, uh, that's in town that I like. So I'm that's my goal. waiting to hear
1: back from my dude as to what's on going on because I was supposed to go in uh, at the beginning of December. I was supposed to go in and get my back done. Like oh. I'm getting like a big back piece done, and what are you getting? I uh, or do you want uh, to share? Yeah, I guess so. It's one of those things that you know somebody could steal my idea if they wanted to, but they could steal it wow. after if they wanted to too. So what difference does it make? But um, I've had this battle throughout my entire life of good and evil kind of thing. Um, Raised in a very hardcore religious family and me not seeing eye to eye with it, um, it, it's been a battle for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the roads that I've gone down were a little on the dark side and some of the things that I've done um, to say that I don't have regrets would be a lie. So my tattoo is based very much around the idea of that, um, the battle between good and evil in my life, Uh, the devil on your left shoulder, the angel on the right. And based off of that, I was going to get my left armpit tattooed to look like it's a uh, rift to hell with uh, demons and what not crawling out of it. Demons and skeletons. um, And then on the right armpit was going to be heaven with angels flying out of it. And Mm -hmm. then in the middle of my back, it was going to be heaven kind of on, like, the t- top portion of my back and then hell kind of rolling around to the bottom portion of my back to kind of look like a yin-yang. Wow. And then it was going to be, like, the battle between heaven and hell in, like, <laughs> the middle of my back kind of <laughs> That's thing. That's going to
0: be some hours
1: in the chair. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I think my first session we, to- we talked about being six hours and okay. it literally being, like, one-tenth of the work I'm going to get done. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. like, One one hundredth of the work I'm like I honestly expect this to be a lifelong, um, progress type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, as much as like I've got the the almost the whole
0: idea in my head, I mean that's been building Mm -hmm. for twenty some years now. Yeah, and that's uh, the same guy that designed the Ken Iron T-shirt. Yeah, man. I reached out to him because I was. Pretty impressed with what he did, and um,
1: you know the guys, all the guys he work works with out of the shop that they're at, um, Capella Tattoo. Um, they they're all amazing artists. Dude. Like, I know. A, there's some yeah. really good stuff coming That's out. That's where that I'm shop. going. That's where I'm going. Oh no way! Nice. Yeah. What are you? Yeah. What are you looking at getting done? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just show up and I don't care I just, really.
0: Yeah. I just want something on my left arm. I've got like placement ideas. I have some ideas. The guys he does like traditional American work and with his own flair, obviously to it, he does like interesting skulls and like people with four eyes and like all, all sorts of kind of like, I I kind of want to do the anvil thing. Uh, Uncle Kit is the uh, Instagram Cool, uncle kit. Um, So I'm I'm not exactly sure. I like his roses. I like, I just want to put ink in my arm. Yeah, yeah. If you want to follow the artist that I'm looking at going to, he
1: goes by Demons and Stripes on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, dude, cool. that's
2: I, it. You know what? I Let's think
1: you should get a tattoo of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, eating honey off of like a kick-ass kitchen knife. Oh. Hold, holding the barrel of honey and instead of it being a spoon, being a fucking <laughs> Big kick ass, ass knife. kitchen knife. <laughs> and instead of it being honey, it's blood dripping from it. Uh, and Winnie the Pooh looks like some demonic fucking <laughs> Winnie the
0: Pooh version. Yeah. Uh yeah. Cool uh, American traditionals like it dumbs down it dumbs down. Oh yeah, totally it right. It simplifies everything in the yeah. drawings. So I think uh I think Winnie the Pooh would have to be
1: No, that's more like um, I like his more demons and stripes.
0: Wolves that are really nice. I was I'm tempted to get the wolf that he makes. So
1: I'm trying to remember the name of the other guy that works out of their shop that I see. He does some really good stuff too. There's there's lots. I know. Fuck, I feel like an ass because I was in the shop and he was all like asking me what my design is and we're going over it and I like was a little on the loud side I get get excited right and we're what? like in, in this back room and I realize how loud Land I'm getting I stop and I look around and like everyone's looking at me and I'm like okay either I'm like really baked right now or everyone's looking at me <laughs>
0: Yeah, or both <laughs>
1: yeah okay on that, that note was, that was a show
0: I just saw a picture from Rich Hanford of a tattoo art, uh, from a blacksmith here Brendan Iliuk and his whole left arm is done. Oh, yeah. Brandon, Brandon's got some sweet tattoos.
1: Actually, you know what? You were talking about the filleting knives. If you... I don't know where you're at with that, but yeah. Brandon's done some really nice ones, man. Hmm. Reach out to him and get some I will. tips and tricks. Yeah. You know what? I got to say something, man. Uh, Rachel Bonnet gave a shout-out to her friend, Blue collar bar- Barbie, yeah. And I decided to give give her a follow. Not a good and idea.
0: I think I follow she, her as well. Now, yeah, she's
1: she's posting like a lot of like provocative photos. Blondie, <laughs> blue collar blondie. Okay, I did not follow her. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely working on the welding game. Blondie or Barbie.
0: Blue-collar Barbie. Barbie.
1: Barbie. My bad. Barbie. No Blue-collar Barbie. Well, she's a blondie, so I don't know if I... That's why I said that. But, uh, man, every time I go on Instagram, it's like she's posting these pictures of her uh, um, nice boots. Her nice boots? <laughs> yeah, she's got like, a good pair of boots. Yes. Those boots. Those boots. That's boots. Yes. It's... um. See,
0: distracting. I
1: have, I have, there's a hate that I have for this
0: because it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, oil up, lean up against start, that freaking anvil and I uh, get your out. wife there to take some pictures of you, like hold your hammer against your chest or something. <laughs> you could... Picture it in two different manners if you wish. No one wants to see me with my shirt off. There right are now, so dude. many dudes out there that want to see that, Lyndon. Okay, I'll do it then. Fine. <laughs> Fuck, you convinced me. I, I've got the uh, the canvas here to do our backdrop for Fortside Chat <gasps> as well. Oh man, need we to need to get that, that. done. No, I know, I know, yeah. I know. You could wear the blue. Uh, Canadian tuxedo I'll wear the red Canadian tuxedo and bust and our toques 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 or uh, I've got tukes. my Canadian Molson Canadian hat I'm oh
1: man it, you know what this sucks my grandpa used to be like um a distributor for oh yeah all that stuff. Yeah, he used to have like everything. I'd imagine hats and toques and towels and posters and statues. You name it, man. Fuck, he had everything when it came the to statues. that stuff. He did, <laughs> wow. man. He had a fucking oh, what was it? Was it a Budweiser statue or was it a Labatt statue? I think it was a there was a Labatt statue. It was a Labatt statue he had in his office. He, oh man, so it we he had a hotel in Flin Flon. He actually had two hotels in Flin Flon at one time, um, one of which he purchased as is. The other one, he built it. Um, <laughs> the one that he purchased as is was like this super old school hotel brick building. And in the back of it was his office. His office seriously had like 20 foot vaulted ceiling in it. Dear heaven. <laughs> it was such a cool, it was like Like this massive oak desk that probably weighed like 10,000 pounds and like money counting machines in his office and all sorts of cool stuff. And like giant fish that were from like, you know, crazy places and stuff like that. Marlins and stuff. Like my grandpa was like this eccentric dude, dude. Yeah. We had a conversation just the other night that kind of left me a little bit upset because we got onto this topic about covid and stuff and mm. you know, my my it point of that. view <laughs> yeah my point of view is fucked and everybody knows it and i need to learn to shut the fuck up sometimes so i'm sorry grandpa i love you <laughs> yeah i know you'll never hear this but well you'll you'll hear that i love you i tell them that all the time nice nice that's good yeah, yeah. My grandpa's weird about that. I guess it's his generation and stuff. Like, I'll tell him... I don't think he's ever said I love you to me. Yeah. Because it's just... Not I don't know if done. he knows how to say it. Yeah. I don't know if he knows how to, right? Maybe not. It's his, his generation. Same thing with my grandma. My I don't think my grandma ever said it either. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a a tough time with saying it. As much as that might seem odd. Like, I say it all psst, the time, psst, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. But... In the, the context of telling somebody that I truly truly love, at moments it's like it hits an emotional spot in me for some reason, man. I like want to say it and I tear up instead. Yeah, it's fucked. I don't
0: know what's wrong with me, man. <laughs> no, I think that you just mean it if you say it like for real. Yeah, that's. I mean, when that I is say an it, emotional thing.
1: When I say it on here, I'm not not meaning it either. Like, I love beer. Everything that's (laughs) happened. No, (laughs) I actually hate beer in a weird sense. Like, I love it. I I like to drink it, but I wish it never existed in a way. Because take that back. No, man. Alcohol has caused probably the worst problems in our world. Um, You know, people try to say that marijuana was the gateway drug. No fucking way! Alcohol
0: is—it's worse. Yeah. I had to edit a whole bunch of stuff out of the last
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> some why. of us
0: had a little bit too much to drink, and mm. yeah, there was some stuff said that I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> Unfortunately, that can't be published. So, Wait, well, and a takeaway from that
1: too is don't I, no no promotion to drinking whatsoever. Like, no. I'm not trying to promote that drinking beer is a good thing we drink beer on almost every episode i haven't had a a lick of alcohol on this episode i think this is the first um probably the first one we've done where i haven't had anything to drink on the episode so i don't know if maybe people will notice a big difference in how my demeanor is throughout the episode maybe not i don't know
0: it's just the two of us so that i think that changes stuff a song just started playing in my head Uh uh-oh just the two of us.
1: Or however, <laughs> I don't
0: Just the two of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But You're a good man, Justin. What's that? You're a good man. I could spend time with you. Yeah. I, I enjoy all our time together. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Life is grand. So did you get a message back from that guy? No, I still no. haven't. No. I guess I'm not going anywhere. That sucks. Oh, I'm
1: not going anywhere
0: right now anyways because I'm sick, but... If, uh... Yeah, you were looking everything. better yesterday. Really, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell yesterday. Today, you're sniffling and coughing. Oh, fuck. And...
1: It's not... It's nothing now all of a sudden. That's what I mean. It comes in floods, dude. Oh, like, I'll be fine yeah, for, yeah. like, an hour or two, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I get the chills, or I'll get the sweats. Yeah. Nose starts just... Running like crazy. Yeah. And if, if the coughing starts, man, fuck it. Sometimes it's really hard to get rid of the cough. Yeah. But... So far, I'm testing negative. I've taken two so far. I've got to take another one, probably take it in like an hour or so here Mm -hmm. and see how it's going. I have to report back to my place of employment to let them know what's happening. And Yeah. Yeah. I'm just playing the cards that are dealt
0: to me, man. There's nothing much I can do about it, right? Yeah. 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 It sucks. Lots of stress, especially with like what's going on like schools and work and all that but you just you gotta just <laughs> not to promote drinking but just get a case of beer and <laughs> <laughs> no, no no
1: that's what i'm not that's actually what i'm not doing no because, it, it's uh, not
0: healthy but like t- take time with the family and make a nice meal together or something that's what i like play a board game try to
1: that's hilarious we yeah. played we played Monopoly last night. My kid's five years old and she fucking got Monopoly, dude. I was fucking stoked. No way. She was like, she understood.
0: Place, bitch, give me all your money. <laughs>
1: no, we, we didn't quite get that far into the game. We got to the point where like almost all the properties were purchased. Yeah. And, but it was just awesome seeing my like kid understand how, you know, how to divide money and add and subtract and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like, like she's in kindergarten right now. So she's,
0: kind of yeah. learning her numbers at kindergarten but we're like we're trying to push push math on yeah her, dude yeah like big time. It's one that like when kids struggle with math it's like no my mom's not good at math and because of that i'm not good at math and they just they abandon it's one that's yep. really hard for kids to like to break the barrier of thinking that they could learn it for some reason they just give up Uh, math is literally our
1: society is our society is built on math dude as much as the world we live in was formed over an anvil it would not have been done without
0: math yeah yeah oh dude i made my tongs out of round stock and i was like how much volume less is there because it's round compared to square because i got that three quarter inch round from you Oh, and yeah. I was like, how long do I need to like have my my stock to start with? So what is three quarters round compared to three quarters square? It's like 78% less. Or something like that. Something to consider with that round bar. That, yeah, that's 41 oh, sucker
1: rod, right? Yeah. Known to be 4140. Um, something that I learned from somebody that you have to watch out for with those. When you make tongs with them, don't quench them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. i yep. <laughs> usually I'm just quench and keep going and do this and flip them around, quench that end, and no, you're definitely waiting to okay. Just let them cool. Yeah, let them air cool. Do I leave? Okay, yeah. I th- I not th- even think, at bla- don't even do it at black heat. I think that's why that little skull popped off the back of my rain. I looked oh, at the grain and it's like smooth, cocksucker. and I'm like, Shit, I probably they were warm. I didn't think they were that hot, but it probably hardened to a point and. Yeah. Damn it. Damn. Tabernacle.
1: Tabernacle. Yeah. It kind of puts into perspective why somebody might have multiple pairs of the same set of tongs. Um, like, for example, I just got... Uh, it was a Christmas gift that my mother-in-law picked up for me. She asked me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, well, Sean Cunningham at Front, Front Step Forge Ooh, yeah. makes these awesome little... Hammer eye punches that you just hold with the tongs. They're meant, they're uh, designed to be held with tongs versus being on a handle. Right. As much as I uh, enjoy the hammer eye punches I've made myself, um, I love having tools from Sean. Yeah. I absolutely love the work that he does. I love supporting him. He's one of the top notch guys in the Canadian scene, one of the most top notch guys in the Canadian that scene. should as far be as I'm a poster. Top notch guy. <laughs> top-notch guy I like it guy is top-notch eh and um where was I going with that I don't remember now breaking Shit. handles wood handles right yeah um no yeah so I, no no I
0: don't know I just pulled a tobe in there <laughs> <laughs> sorry Nick yeah um so you got this for Christmas and you're happy yeah Good, yeah, again, shit.
1: I totally <laughs> lost where I was going with that big time. 4140.
0: Those are S7, these are no, they're H13. H13. Um,
1: excellent little tools to have. Uh, Sean's
0: got a whole array of wicked awesome tools, top man, notch so. Canadian guy. Yeah. yeah, wow, sweet dude. Have a great week, man. <laughs> You too, dude. All right. It's chatting with you. Peace, dude.